to pray for you, and then uh, you deliver what God wants you to deliver, right? Yes, sir. Okay, awesome. Do you need this just for safety? Okay, rock on. Okay. That ball off. <laughs> right, I'm going to pray for you. Ready? Yeah. All right. Father God, I'm so thankful for Paul and Michaela Latimer for their desire to go out into the world and bravely serve you. Um, to plant a church is truly a calling, and it is fraught with challenges. And those servants that you raise up to do these things are special, they are courageous and sometimes a little crazy, and that's okay. But most of all, they are willing to follow the path that you have them on. I pray that you will take care of Paul and Michaela's young family. They have their second child on the way. We'll be here very, very soon. And uh, we pray that you will watch over them and bring this baby into the world healthy. Lord God, I pray that you will be with Paul today as he speaks, that you will give him... Uh, the wor your words give him a, a, a ready recollection of what he has prepared and that it will touch our hearts that we will be open to hearing your voice through him today thank you lord for your mercies your grace and your strength and thank you for your son it's in his name that we pray amen amen, amen. thanks ron good morning um, so my name's Paul. This is my beautiful wife, Michaela. Is it on? I think I left it. Uh, it's not on mute. It's on, I think. It sounds on. Check, check. I'm pretty soft-spoken, so could be me. Um, yeah, good morning. I do, I do. We'll get to that in a little bit, but that's a, uh, you know, you got to be in the right context. Gotcha. But, so uh, what is that, Ecclesiastes, the time for everything. This is not the time for screaming, Rob. <laughs> so is it okay if I come down here at all, or will it mess up the acoustics? Okay, so this is my, this is my beautiful wife, Michaela, and my daughter, Millie. You want to say hi, Millie? She is like the absolute most shy person. She totally gets that from me. My wife's much more extroverted and outgoing. I enjoy people a lot. I love people, but it also just like terrifies me at the same time. So it's like, you know, any introverts out there? Yeah, sitting in the back where they should be. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I just wanna share with you a little, day, a little bit today about uh, what God's put on my heart for you guys. And uh, thank you, Rob. Thank you, Gretna, for, for having me here. Um, let's hop into it. Um, so if you could pull up the uh, first verse, Mark 16, 15, Jesus says, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And if you could flip to the next one as well, um, just another, another version of essentially the same thing. When Jesus is ready to ascend to heaven, the last verse is in the book of Matthew, um, from Matthew 28. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. And if you could flip to the first one, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And so what I want to point out today is when it, when it talks about going to all creation, going to all people, um, there's a Greek word there, ethnos, 
Um, and what that word means, it's not, it's not nation in the sense of like United States of America as a nation, Mexico as a nation, China as a nation. Um, it, it's, it's a little more specific than that. Um, ethnos is a more specific word referring to people group. Uh, and what a people group is, it, it's, a little, it's a little narrower. So yes, we're all, we're all Americans, but we're also Ohioans. Um, I'm not from Bell Fountain, but I'm sure a lot of you guys are. I live in Columbus. Um, ethnos, it can, be, it can be a geographic region, but it can also be a cultural identity. Um, maybe you're living here and you come from a different country. That different country that you're from has a different culture, might even have a different language, um, and that's part of your ethnos, it's part of your nation. And so we all have, we all have something in common being Americans, but um, eight years ago, my wife and I did a mission trip um, in China. We also spent some time in India, uh, some time in Malaysia, Thailand um, as well. And while we were there, we noticed that it, several things that were different than living here in the States. And one of the things that was different um, for Chinese people especially, there's, there's this identity that's deeper than, oh, I'm Chinese. There's this identity of Han Chinese is one of the, the most common people groups in China. There's also Uyghurs, who are a Muslim group. Um, there's lots of different ethnicities and people groups inside China. Um, here in, in the States, we don't really think of ourselves much more than Americans, and that's a beautiful thing, but there's also some more specifics um, of different types of Americans. And so talking about people groups, one of the people groups that I'm very passionate about are people who like a certain type of music. Um, Rob may have mentioned metal and hardcore music. That's my personal favorite genre. Anyone else really like heavy music out there? Yes, welcome. Right up my alley. Um, so you're doing a great job, Millie. Yeah, you wanna come up here? Here, give me a hug real quick. Ugh. So, speaking of metal and hardcore music, Millie, does Daddy like to play loud music in the car? No. No? <laughs> Probably because Daddy does a good job not turning it up too loud when you're there, because I don't want to blow your ears out. Um, but with metal and hardcore music, um, that's kind of a people group. Um, it's, it's a people who are unified by a specific thing. And so people like metal and hardcore music, it's one part of their identity. It's not the only thing that's part of our identity. As, as Christians, we're a people group in a way, because our faith in Jesus, it's a part of our identity. It's part of who we are. We're children of God, just like Millie's a child of me. We're children of God. And there's lots of things that go into what's your people group. And so, oh, you still want up? Okay, my arms are gonna get tired. I totally made a mistake. Um, But we were actually here, my wife and I shared about eight years ago, it was in 2013 uh, when we went on this mission trip, we were gone for a year. Um, it was a beautiful time. And during that time, I was really going, I had just graduated college. Um, I went to uh, Ashland University and did a Bachelor of Arts in Religion. And after that trip, I knew I felt God calling me to China, but I didn't really know what else. So I was just like, well, let's buy a plane ticket and go to China, um, like you do if you feel like God's calling you somewhere. Um, I was listening to the sermon last week with the Lamaster speaking, um, and she was talking about just obedience to the Holy Spirit. Um, and that's something that, that I'm very passionate about as well. When God calls you to something, you have to say yes. 
Uh, you don't have to say yes, but it usually, if you look at the example of Jonah, it usually goes better if you do say yes. So, um, when God called us to China, we went, and then coming back from there, we're, we're trying to pray about, okay, what does God want us to do next? Do we go back there? Do we do more of that? Or does he have something else here for us to do? And it took us like a year to pray about it. Um, if you're gonna spend a lot of time doing something, I think it's really important to be sure that it's what God wants you to do. So even though I had graduated, even though I had been on this mission trip, I wanted to, to really be sure of what God called me to next because I didn't want to invest a bunch of time into something that, that wasn't the right specific thing that God wanted me to do. So we got back from that mission trip. We took a year off essentially to just pray. Well, I went to seminary and then I took a year off. But we just took time to pray about, okay, what, what is God calling me to do? And I kind of narrowed it down to three things. Like, I could go back to China and be a missionary. Um, I could, Mikhail and I had met on a spring break mission trip with uh, the university in Las Vegas. So I was passionate about that as well, go back and be a missionary in Vegas. Or what if we do this like metal church thing? Can we do that? Is that, is that okay for churches to do? That's kind of non-typical. We don't usually play like metal music at a church service. There's a couple churches that do it, but it's pretty, pretty few and far between. There's one in Finland, there's one in Dayton, actually. Um, but is this a thing? And so I was kind of praying about it. We spoke with Bill Ludwig, who was the uh, uh, church planning guy in the national office at the time. Um, and Bill is just like taking us seriously, which kind of meant a lot to me, because I feel like not every church denomination would, would be super open to like doing a metal and hardcore church plant, but uh, Brethren Church seemed to take it seriously, and we're, we're serious about not just doing it as a gimmick, but if that's what God's calling you to, we're serious about that. Yeah, you're doing great, Millie. And so we came up with this idea. What if we move to Columbus? What if we do a metal and hardcore church to reach that people group? Because I'm glad to see there's some people who like metal and hardcore music here. Um, but I feel like there's not every single person in the world who is drawn to that type of music who is in a church. So it's cut out a little bit. There we go. There's this difference between a reached and an unreached people group. Here, I'm going to put you down, Millie, because I don't want the microphone to pull. Love you. You want to sit by mommy? There you go. Here, here's your mommy. <laughs> Love you. High five. Great job. So there's a difference between reached and unreached people groups. Um, some people, like here, this is a pretty reached people group because you guys know Jesus. Um, but when we were in China, there was a lot of people who did not know Jesus yet. And so that was an opportunity to, to bring the gospel to a place where it was unfamiliar. So we kind of want to do the same thing. We wanted to bring the gospel to a place that was unfamiliar here in Ohio. And for us, that was this people group of people who like metal and hardcore music. Um, so we moved to Columbus in 2017, and we started a Bible study. We had a couple people float in and out. We started with just our core group of me, Michaela, and my buddy Jeff. Had a couple people float in and out, and the first person who really stuck was my friend Alex. Um, Alex was a member of a different church, like 20 minutes away. He played on the worship team there. He was really really a gifted musician. He played both regular and bass guitar. Um, and he got connected with us through one of our Facebook ads for the church. And he was like, hey, this is interesting. 
and then he stopped talking to us for a year. I think that's one of the, the other things I want to point out about mission. You might be doing what God called you to do, but the results might be hit or miss. And one of the things that, that really stuck with me when I was in Ashland, um, if anyone's familiar with Nate Bebout, he's a pastor at Park Street Brethren Church. He was also on staff at the university when I went to school there, so I heard him preach a lot at The Well, which is the campus ministry. Um, and he had said, we're responsible for doing what God has called us to. The results are up to the people, but it's not, it's not up to us what the result is. We're responsible for being faithful to what God called us to do. So if nobody comes to Christ's core, that's on me if I didn't do everything God wanted me to do to reach out to people. But at the end of the day, people have a choice to say yes or no. Alex is one person who said yes, eventually. He said no for a year, but then he randomly messaged us a year later. It's kind of, so I'm gonna I'm hop to an analogy real quick and then circle back. My wife's gonna think I'm ridiculous. Um, anybody like to grill? I got the grill out yesterday. You know, it's summertime, you gotta get the grill out. Um, I had some chicken that had been in the fridge. I had some barbecue sauce, had some charcoal in the garage. It's a couple different ingredients. And what I've noticed God does in our life is he will put some ingredients together in your life, and it might be years down the line that he puts them all together to make some, to make some good food. And so in my life, um, I had always had this passion for metal and hardcore music, but I never like did any, I never, I don't play guitar. Well, I play bass, but like super basic, not very good at it at all. No way I could play fast enough to be in a metal band. Um, don't know how to play drums, except for like rock band. I did that when I was a kid. You know, PlayStation 2 back in the day. Any PlayStation 2 fans? Okay, okay, I see you. So, but you know, I had, a, I had a passion. I was a fan, but I didn't like actually do any of it. But I felt like, okay, if we're gonna, if we're gonna do this like metal worship service eventually, I gotta find something I can do to contribute. So I started... I started taking vocal lessons. Um, I'm a pretty soft-spoken person, but um, in the right context, like I do enjoy that like singing, screaming style of heavy music. But I didn't know how to do it, and I didn't want to like blow up my vocal cords like not knowing what I was doing. So I think I think talking about mission, the third thing I really want to point out is start somewhere. First, you got to identify what is God calling you to do, who and how. And then once you figure that out, you gotta start somewhere. You might not know every single thing to do along the line, but you know the, the parable of the talents in Matthew 25, Jesus entrusts one, well not Jesus, but the master in the parable, he entrusts uh, one servant with five talents, another with two, another with one. The first servant goes out, doubles the money. Second servant goes out, doubles the money. Last servant, he takes his one talent, buries it in a field, and when the master comes back, the master says, like, hey, what were you able to do with the talent I gave you? And he said, oh, well, master, I didn't lose it. I didn't lose it. I buried it in the field, and here it is. It's safe for you. The master says, you wicked and lazy servant. I wanted you to invest it. I wanted you to do something with it. I've given you this talent for a purpose. If you just, if you just bury it in a field and give it back to me, that's not, that's not producing anything for the kingdom. What I think is interesting about that parable, Jesus does not actually give an example of somebody who has a talent, 
uses it and then it doesn't return an investment? That would be a curious thing. I'd love to ask him that question one day. Um, but maybe, maybe it's not in there for a purpose because maybe they're always, if we invest the talent to the right people in the right way, maybe there always is a return, but maybe it's just a lot longer down the line. God has an eternal perspective. We might not see results day one or even week one or year one, but it could be, it could be years down the line. But if we're faithful to investing our talent where and how God wants us to, there will be a return one way or the other. And so I started taking these vocal lessons. And then I met this guy, Alex. Alex, prodigal guitarist, didn't know anything about lyric writing or vocals. And I was like, hmm, is God doing something here? I love writing. I love writing poetry. I love writing lyrics something I've done ever since high school. I just recently started taking these vocal lessons, and now here's this one random dude who joined our church plant, and he loves playing guitar, he records music at home, he had his own EP with no vocals on it. And it was like, well, shoot, let's like hang out together and like see if God wants to do anything. We don't know where this is gonna go, but let's try it. And so Alex and I started hanging out, we formed a really deep friendship, we spent uh, pretty much every Monday together. I drive a school bus at Columbus City Schools, um, so I have that midday break available. Alex worked Tuesday to Saturdays, so we were like, shoot, Monday afternoon, we're spending the whole, whole midday together. Um, we formed a real friendship. Uh, we started writing a, a metal, a Christian metal EP together. We got about halfway through it. One song's actually on Spotify, so if you wanna look it up later, um, the band's called Ad Effectum, it's a Latin phrase. Uh, it comes from, the full phrase is post-quam ad effectum. We wanted to name the band um, something along the lines of the after effect, just kind of being symbolic for um, when God comes into your life, there's, a, there's an after effect. Once God comes into your life, you're different than you were before because he transforms you. And so post-quam ad effectum was kind of a, a cool Latin phrase that, that Alex found that we figured we'd run with because the after effect was taken on Spotify already and that's no good for marketing. <laughs> so we just cycled through different language until we found something that was available still. Um, and then fast forward to uh, the end of 2000, I believe it was 2019, um, Alex was traveling on his way to visit a friend in Indiana, um, right on Highway 70. He was riding his motorcycle. And when he was on his way to Indiana, he hit a couple potholes in succession and it threw him from the bike. And so when Alex was on the way to visit his friend, I didn't know that the day before would be the last time I'd ever see him. That was tragic, heartbreaking. We didn't, we didn't know what to do. Alex left behind a wife who was pregnant at the time. His son's born now, his name's Lucas. He's doing healthy, he's doing well. His wife's doing okay, all things considered. But it was, it was tragic and we didn't know what to do. I don't know if anyone else here has lost a close friend before, but it, it just leaves you devastated and confused and you don't know what to do. But I was, uh, when we were doing the worship this morning, I was actually reminded of a song lyric from one of my favorite bands, August Burns Red. The band's not Christian, but their vocalist is. And I just wanna share just, just a, a verse from this song. 
The song's called Beauty and Tragedy. There is beauty and tragedy. The heart won't stop beating. For the end is a new beginning. Where sorrow pulls the skyline of reality and restarts a love ever after as we grasp beyond defeat. So just keep breathing a little longer for just one moment with one another. And so speaking of this idea of, of beauty and tragedy, there's nothing beautiful about somebody dying. It's heartbreaking. The only, the only thing that's beautiful is the assurance of knowing that they're in heaven with Jesus. And so when I think of my friend Alex, he was somebody who was close to the Lord. And that's, that's the only thing that's beautiful to me about it. But that's the hope that we have as Christians. Without Jesus, without that eternal hope, we don't know what will happen to us when we die. But because of Christ, we can, we can rest assured that Jesus is our forever home. So that leads into the fourth thing I want to bring up about mission, persistence. Alex would be so mad at me if I called it quits on this thing because he was so passionate about it. And so you might hit the most difficult things along the way, but if it's what God has called you to do, you gotta see it through. Alex would be so mad at me when I see him in heaven one day if he found out that that is what called it quits on this church plant. So we're gonna keep going in his memory. I didn't wanna do anything with music for like a year after he passed away. because I, I still like music, but I didn't wanna do it without my friend. But I just kept hearing Alex's voice in my head. This is, this is a tool. The whole point of our band was to be a tool to reach people for Christ's core. So we picked up the pieces. He was our engineer. I guess I have to figure out how to be an engineer now. Uh, so I spent this COVID lockdown. Not, the first half, I was just playing video games with another friend online. Anybody else video game fan? Amen, amen. Same guy. Hey, I had more hands in PS2, though, so I think, I'm, I think I'm finally showing my age, throwing it back to PS2. PS5 is more relevant now, I guess. Um, so spent the first half of the lockdown just like, oh my goodness, what's going on? I'm just gonna like spend time with my family and chill. Um, but towards, towards around December, I'd say, of 2020, when I felt like God was saying like, okay, like, it's, time, it's time to get going, it's time to pick up the pieces. Um, so I just picked up some YouTube tutorials, found some free audio engineering software uh, called Audacity. And I was like, all right, we're gonna figure this thing out. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm gonna somewhere. So I started writing this, uh, this solo EP project. Um, so going back to that phrase, ad effectum, the first half of that was postquam. So I started a new band called Postquam um, to kind of pick up the pieces for, for using music to reach people for Christ. So I'm almost done writing a, a second EP for that band, and that will hopefully come out later this year. And the goal with it is to eventually do a, a live show. Rob told me not to do any live performances here. He said he said that wouldn't be appropriate. So I'll have to, I'll have to come back next time. We'll do a full set. Okay, Rob. <laughs> Maybe for youth camp or something. <laughs> Amen. Um, hopefully we don't blow out any speakers, though. <laughs> All right, um, so we're, we're in the middle of it. We haven't, we haven't reached the destination yet, but we're on the journey and we're still moving. 
Um, and that's what, that's what I think God put on my heart to share about mission, that it's a, it's a long process. We've been doing this church plant for four years, and we're, we're in process. But I think what God wants to, to remind us, um, if, you, if you still have it, uh, the Matthew 28, verse 20, it says, yeah, uh, next one, please. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. In the book of Matthew, those are the last words that Jesus says before he ascends to heaven. And surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And I think as you guys go on mission, as you guys as a church identify what is God calling you to, which ethnos is God calling you to, it could be more than one ethnos, that's totally fine. Metal and hardcore is just one ethnos that I feel God calling me to, but he could be calling you to whatever ethnos. You gotta identify what is that ethnos, how are you gonna do it, how does God want you to do it? You gotta do the right thing the right way. So who are you called to, how are you gonna reach them, and how are you gonna be persistent along the way? Let me pray for us. God, I thank you for this time together. Thank you for the opportunity to come share. I pray that, that anything that's of you will remain and anything that's of me will fade away. And God, just for, for Gretna Brethren Church, I just pray that in Jesus' name, you may reveal to them as a congregation who and how they're going to reach people. And please give them the, the persistence for the journey. In Jesus' name, amen.